Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I covered college basketball a lot, and DePaul in particular. I did play-by-play for a really long time alongside Zach Zaitman. He did play-by-play. I did the color. And then when Zach wasn't there, I'd do play-by-play a little bit. Jeff Blanzy, Dave Corzine. I had a chance to work with both of those guys in calling games. And I like when you see someone and you see some potential in them and then they fulfill that potential. That's how I felt like when I saw Paul Reed play his freshman year. I was like, you know, that kid's got something. And coming out of Florida, he was, what, a three-star recruit? He's a good player. But he was, as as Shannon Ryan described him when we were talking on the radio today, gangly. That's a good word for Paul. When he walked into Lincoln Park, he was just six foot nine and all legs and arms. That he looked like a spider. And you see him, and he didn't look comfortable in his own skin. He didn't look comfortable on the floor. His freshman year, he was kind of getting pushed around a little bit and Dave Lato didn't quite trust him, so he didn't play that much. But you could see it, and there were a couple of games late in his freshman year where you went, oh, there's something there, where it's just that he had a knack for rebounding and he was figuring out how to get his points via putbacks and running the floor, like that sort of thing. And then sophomore year, you saw a jump be made by Paul. You saw him become a little bit more of a complete player. And it was really fun to watch that. To to watch a guy like start to click it on and understand that he can be a more dominant force. And he can be a player that does some special things. And he already was gifted with the, the physical stuff. You know, like... He's already long and and athletic. So it was a matter of, well, was he going to be able to put this together and fill out a little bit, put in the work in the weight room, stay eligible because you want guys to be able to play, and he did. And now look at him. He's declared for the NBA draft, and I couldn't be happier for him. He's projected to be a first-round pick. And you look at his numbers this year, 15 points, 11 rebounds, and shot 52% from the field. He even shot well from three-pointer for a guy that's not a three-point shooter. And he did that last year, too. In the the 18 season, he shot almost 41% from behind the arc. It went down in 2019-2020 to 31%, but that's good enough for a guy that is probably going to be like a rim runner type dude on the next level. Still growing, still growing as a player. He was instrumental in the wins that DePaul had, and I know that it's a, look, I'm as frustrated as anybody when it comes to DePaul games this year and their season, considering that they started out 12-1. and But in the games that they did win, in the big games that they won, including the, the game that ended the season against Xavier, this kid goes for 23 points 
and 12 rebounds. Just a strong performance from him. He he understood the game. He knew what he was doing. He looked comfortable in his own skin. I'm looking at his game log right now. He only had three games this year where he scored in single digits. And that's partially because he he had gotten injured late in the season. In the game, he only played 12 minutes. He scored three points. But that shows growth. And you look at the, the nights where he had double-digit rebounds. Like he had one night where he had 15 points and 18 rebounds. You look at the games where DePaul looked like they were going to do something special, like the Texas Tech game came through in that game with 18 points. The game against Minnesota, he's a double-double. He also, by the way, led the conference in blocks and steals. How crazy is that? That you have a guy that averaged, what, three steals a game and two blocks a game? He's a guy that that is a willing defender. I think he's a really good help defender. He's good on the ball, but I love him against screen roll. Look, I'm getting too much into the technical aspect of Paul Reed as a player. There'll be time for that as we get closer and closer, and who knows if we even have an NBA season. I just want to go back to the idea of it's it's great when a player like that when you see the potential in that player and then the player does the work. Because sometimes that's the difference between someone making it and not making it. Someone who's got all of the raw skills, but are they willing to listen? Like, that's the first thing. Because Paul Reed was a really successful high school basketball player, as most Division I basketball players are. He won stuff. And it's easy for players like that to walk in and especially in a situation like DePaul where things haven't been great over the last few years and he could be like well why do I have to listen to anyone here he listened he allowed himself to be coached and then on top of it he did the work that he needed to do well Paul I mean you're you're a long lean guy you're going to end up having to, to bang down low in the post. You're going to have to get a stronger upper body. You're going to have to, to put in time in the weight room. And he did. And you could see it. Like, you could see it even a jump from what he did his sophomore year to what he did his junior year. You're going to have to... Take some three-pointers occasionally. You can't be afraid of that. Fine. You're going to have to lead. You're going to have to be a good teammate. You're going to have to help along new people that are joining the team, whether by transfer transfer or, or they're coming in as freshmen. And he did that too. He just seems like I had, I had the opportunity when – I got a buddy of mine It was teaching a class at DePaul. And, you know, I teach there, too. Full disclosure. And he asked me to come in and speak with his class about interviewing. And Paul was one of the kids that was in the class. And he's a quiet kid. He's confident, but he's quiet. 
And he sat there and he listened and then he thought of some really good questions to ask me. And I was impressed with the way that he prepared himself. So I'm really, really happy for him. This is a kid that has made it pretty easy for, for you to root for him. He said this on Instagram, on Twitter, I'm sorry, on Twitter. After three great years of learning, improving, and developing my game at DePaul, I am blessed to say that I will be declaring for the 2020 NBA draft. I want to thank the coaching staff for giving me this opportunity and being great mentors and role models for me. To the fans, thank you for supporting us and always bringing the energy to Trust Arena. Most importantly, I want to thank my teammates slash soldiers for always keeping it real with me and teaching me every day what it means to be a part of something bigger than myself. Thank you, God, for all these blessings. I'm excited for this next part of my basketball journey and am ready to get to work. Good for you, Paul. He's projected as a first-round pick, so it makes sense. The tape, I think, will help him. He won't have to necessarily go through any of these combine-type things, but people will be able to watch him play, and I imagine they will come away impressed. And even though I think that he has reached a level of his potential, there's more potential in there for him. And I think that's what NBA scouts and general managers are going to see with this kid. It's nice to know that there'll be another DePaul player playing in the NBA. Shout out to Max Struess. I know Max got some run with the Bulls before he blew out his knee, and I imagine that they're going to give him another opportunity once he heals up and he's ready to play again. But Paul has a chance to be a guy that, I think Max is a guy that can probably stay around the the NBA for a really long time. I think Paul's got a chance to to be good, like really good, and and be a big portion of a winning team. And I wish him the best of luck. I I can't say that he's one of my students. I was wondering if he was going to be in my class this quarter, but now I don't have to worry about that anymore. But it's always nice that students that you have come into contact with when they are reaching their goals and not even just basketball players, like any student, when you see them reach their goals, it's um, it feels great to see young people doing things in a positive manner and trying to go beyond what they thought they could do. So congratulations to Paul Reed. I hope he goes to a place where he can immediately have an impact and he can learn and have a chance to to grow and learn like he did at DePaul. My hat's off to him. Congratulations to that coaching staff, too, for helping this guy get to the next level. And I wish him the best, and you should, too. If you're looking for a kid to root for, In the NBA draft, as Spike Lee said back in the day, I hear the brother at DePaul. Let it be Paul Reed. Thanks for listening.